You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You're running around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me are my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do? And since we're recording this in April, and the weather's gorgeous, it was absolutely gorgeous today, and we've got signs of summer coming, we thought we'd talk about summer safety for your dog coming up, because, well, Kate and I took the dogs for a walk today, and it was getting a little warm. I was paying attention to the asphalt as we crossed the streets. So something that we always need to think about. So we'll take you through some of the ideas that we have and some of our experiences. <laughs> and we're trying not to scare you. We really aren't. When Kate was doing the research for this, we were going, oh my gosh, oh, that's terrible. Oh no. But, you know, better be aware and be safe. And the list just kept getting longer and longer, and I had no idea just how dangerous the world is. <laughs> so we're giving you this information to help you keep your dog safe, but don't take it that we're trying to scare you out of summer. <laughs> don't wrap your dog in cotton ball and keep him in the house in the air conditioning. We all need to get outside. So, well, obviously in summertime, heat. I mean, that is the primary problem. And uh, I just did a course just taught a course on pet first aid talking about heat exhaustion, heat prostration, heat stroke. It's probably too much to cover right now, but learn the warning signs for your puppy dog. Be aware that they don't sweat. They don't cool down the same way we do. And so they can, and of course they're wearing fur coats. So they are much more susceptible to heat problems than we are especially if left in a closed vehicle. Yeah. That way. Amazing how hot it can get in there. Also the surface that they're walking on. A couple years ago, during a heat spell in Southern California, I uh, I have a digital thermometer. You point it at something and it registers the temperature of the surface. And it's for mm. reptile keepers. But I used it for the temperature of the ground and I took the took the temperature of grass of concrete and asphalt that was all within about 10 steps of each other and I took it several times during the day it was surprising that even grass got warmer but concrete got quite warm and asphalt was horrendous when the air temperature was 85 by 2 o'clock in the afternoon, the asphalt was 130 degrees. That's something you want to walk on without shoes. No, I didn't. You know, one of the recommended things is to put your palm or the back of your hand, put your hand on the asphalt, and if it feels hot to you, then it's too hot for your dog. I didn't even want to put my hand flat on it. 
And that was with an air temperature of 85 degrees. So when it gets even hotter than that, obviously it's going to get warmer. And that's another point with the radiant heat. Your dogs are much closer to that radiant heat, and it's reflecting up on them. And then just damage to their pads. Right. Um, But also don't... But don't think dirt or sand is any cooler. Oh, no. That can even be hotter at times and very uncomfortable. Anybody who's ever tiptoed across the sand in a rapid rapid (laughs) sort of ballet movement. The the beach dance. (laughs) (laughs) And teaching your puppy dog or getting your puppy dog used to wearing boots can help. But still, still take the boots off occasionally and check, see how things are doing. They're not getting swollen. You know, and I'd say talking about heat is also... um, be careful when you're taking your dogs out for a walk or for a run or exercise on the time of day. Yeah. Maybe mornings or late evenings, but not in the middle of the day. And when I see that, it's it, it, like, really... I get cranky. <laughs> she yeah. does. I get grumpy. I've been known to pull over and yell at neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> why are why? you Why are you running your husky at 1130 in the morning? It's hot out. He's panting. His tongue is hanging down to his toes. I am not an early morning person, but when we get heat runs of over 95 degrees, yes, I will get up very early. Or walk later in the evening. Later in the evening. Not Mm -hmm. perhaps as late as one of our trainers. She goes out about 2 a.m. No, that's that's not. She's still awake. (laughs) That's nuts. (laughs) (laughs) For those of us, because I have one... A lot of white fur on my boy, and it's pretty thin. Uh, I actually have sunburn, sunscreen for him. Well, white dogs, especially white dogs with pink pink nose and pink eye rims, are prone to uh, getting sunburn and potentially skin cancer. So there is sunscreen for pets. And, uh, yeah, he looks at me a little oddly, but he puts up with it. Not a big deal. Oh, he looks at you oddly for everything. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, that's true. He's we, a Jack Russell Terrier. <laughs> we tend to do that to a lot to each other, frankly. Yeah, in fact, I was thinking of that, too, with the summer coming around. And uh, my new boy, Tango, with his coat. He's going to be hot. Yeah, I'm like, he may end up getting shaved in the I, summer. I can see him being potentially shaved. Yeah. He's pure black. And if you want to cause a fight on the interweb, <laughs> uh, talk about shaving, to shave or not to shave your dog in the summer. Yeah, well, I've done it, you've done it, so many dogs oh, yeah. that are just so ridiculous. Almost all of my yeah. older dogs have ended up being shaved because they get such Australian shepherds. And before that, German Shepherds, they get such a thick coat that Mm -hmm. as they get older, in the summer, they get uncomfortable. And I don't care how much you brush and strip and strip and and special combs and horse curry combs and everything else, sometimes the dog's still just plain uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I love my boy. I'd rather him not have a heat stroke. Keep him around. Yeah. Yeah. Fur grows back. I don't care. I'd rather have him healthy and happy. Yeah. If the coat is light enough, you know, you can... But bones, bones will probably, bones will probably never have to be shaved. I yeah, mean, it's like poncho. You know, he he doesn't have a tremendous coat. He's got a lovely coat, but it's it's not a real thick coat. But like Bashir and Riker, like, they yeah. got shaved regularly from about seven years old on. Logan does every year too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I did Kona a couple uh-huh. times. And now, and yeah, it might be a tango. Dean and Jenny did Archer because he went back to Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's about heat. Yeah. Exactly. 
summertime, that's when we have barbecues and campfires and uh, picnics and things like that. So barbecues and campfires, obviously, not only, the, I mean, there's the heat. Mm-hmm. And you say, well, my dog will be smart enough. But if there's meat drippings. He might not be down. smart enough until after he already takes a nose poke or a lick at it. Yeah. And then it's too late. Yeah. Well, yeah. we teach the leave it. And we teach that early. We'll start it in the puppy class. Or or if they don't come to us in puppy class, they come at basic class. We teach that. We teach it to all our individual dogs. And every time we take an RV trip or go camping, it's leave it around the campfire. Yep. Oh, absolutely. And something like, oh, marshmallow. Oh, it's just, you know, it's gooey and it's warm and all of that. And dog reaches for it. And then it sticks to him. Yeah. So it's going to keep burning him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like he can mm-hmm. jump away from it. So the actual heat cooking itself, but then the food. And then, oh, well, I dropped that hot dog in the ashes. So here, dog, you can have that one. And somebody else drops one and gives them that one. And a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little bit. And before you know it, your dog has upset stomach. Pancreatitis, and you're down at the vets. Yep. Or soft stools in the tent in the middle of the night. (laughs) (laughs) That was the worst nightmare. Yeah, go on vacation, your dog has runs. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Bones, if you have, uh, I mean, not puppy dog, mm-hmm. um, barbecue bones and things like that. Oh, bones that you eat. Yeah, no. And then, you know, be careful with them. Are you just throwing them in a bag? I think all three of us try to, because we take the RV out a lot. We go camping a lot. We go trips, different things. We've all done tent camping. We've all done cabin camping, you know, the whole variety. And I think we, for the most part, try to keep our dog on his normal diet. Yeah. Yeah. He may have yeah. a tiny bit of a treat, you know, a bite of the end of the hot dog, but not a whole lot of other stuff. And if friends are with us or family's with us, they're told in no uncertain terms. They're not allowed to feed the dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, first you're camping. Can you get to a vet? Do you even know where a vet is? It doesn't have yeah. to be an emergency visit. I mean, that could just ruin your whole trip. Yep. So just keep it on the regular diet. Tell everybody else. No and even the if, dog. You're, if you're having a backyard party and so forth, you know, hang the little sign around your dog's neck that says, uh, do not feed. <laughs> if or you put, love me, don't put feed him, me. Or put him away. Put him yeah. away. Put him away. Even if he enjoys the party and he's friendly, put him away. Especially if there's out, you're going to be ready to barbecue before food, then yeah. put him away. Mm-hmm. Or especially if there's alcohol involved, put him away. <laughs> Yeah, I've known more than one dog that actually enjoyed alcohol so that they can get alcohol poisoning just like people can. My my, my dad had a hound who loves to share some beer, but he got just a little bit in a saucer. (laughs) Yeah, he didn't go around the party slurping down everybody's red solo cup. (laughs) that way so but don't automatically assume that your dog's not going to want it they might he might or he might try it oh that smells good you know there's an awful lot of drinks that are a little sweet yeah and dogs like sweets i'm sorry just flash on um quill would end up liking olives and uh, martinis yeah (laughs) (laughs) shaken not stirred (laughs) sorry okay alcohol the fetcher oh how about the uh, uh the weeds Oh, foxtails, goat heads, oh. um, 
Um, what do you call those little burrs? The little round, pokey things. Oh, yeah. yeah. Clover burrs. Clover burrs. Clover yeah. burrs. They're going to be everywhere. Yeah. I know driving to work and back every day and the fields are gorgeous. They're, they're beautiful, but they're so loaded with foxtails. Yeah. It's well, incredible. Kate and I drove up to check out a potential campground to stay at today and wandering through this lovely meadow, lovely meadow ringed with campsites. And there were half a dozen different kinds of grasses and weeds growing with little pokey things. Yeah. They were still green right now, but in so a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we won't be walking on that lovely meadow in three months. No. <laughs> I was stopped in traffic on a country road, looked over and went, gosh, those foxtails are about five feet high. Yeah. Yeah, they're Side just, of the road. just up here on the road that I come home from. Yeah, they're extremely high and full. Full. So hopefully you guys all know what foxtails look like. It's a, a seed for a grass. Tail. <laughs> yeah. Well, they look like little darts. Yeah. And that's the thing. Them. They they have a tip. They go in, but they also have little barbs going the opposite direction. So they don't come back out. No. They are a one-way arrow. Those are the ones that get stuck in ears, nose, mouth, eyes, paws, and work their way God, when they go between the toes on the paws and just start heading up into the... And they don't x-ray, so trying to find them if they've gotten into the body. Well, it's miserable. When I was a vet tech, we must have spent two weeks trying to deal with a golden retriever who had one just floating around in his body somewhere, in in his abdomen. Mm. Uh, One of my dogs, Riker who had been shaved before a camping trip, got one in his side over the rib cage that somehow I missed when I was brushing him and yeah. checking oh, him. Yeah. That's happened to me. Yeah, and when I did find it, it was already about a half an inch into his body. <laughs> and I just felt a little bit that was out. Yeah. And it was like, oh, no. Yeah. And I felt like such a bad dog parent. But I was also probably not terribly wise, but I felt it and just went, ah, Paul. Yeah. And then it was like, well, maybe I left pieces in there, but I didn't, thankfully. It healed up. But the part that was in that was bloody was a a good half an inch. It was just working between his ribs. They're just obnoxious. Yeah, they're terrible. So, Fox, yeah, just things. And you have to check your dog after every walk. Sometimes I'll stop in the middle of a walk. And then, of course, getting to know the holding one foot up walk. Some mm-hmm, dogs yeah. will just stop and go, ah, ah, ah. Others will just go, what? There's no problem. I'll keep moving. Yeah, Bones is the mm-hmm. stoic kind. He just keeps going. Walter's the kind that goes, hey. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fix it. Fix it, fix it. That way. Yeah. But no, I get used to your dog being handled, touched all over, and... Right now, I check my guys every night when I get home. Mm-hmm. I leave here, and like last night, they all get checked over, paws, everything. Yep. Because between, you know, and at my house, I have those darn little whirly, whirly this, things. The, oh, the, the spiral screws. ones? Yes. Yes. Oh, and those are things. horrid. Ay, ay, ay. That was two out of Pont Tango yesterday. Yeah. yeah. They're and they brush tangle and then up take and, a comb. They tangle up in the hair, and then mm-hmm. they form a, excuse me, a mat. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, my fingers run through every inch of their body to make sure I don't feel anything. It is another mark on the side of shaving your dog a bit. I mean, I've got Walter the cockapoo, so he's got kind of poodly-like hair. But I'll take him, I'll shave him he down. He picks mm-hmm. up everything. He's a Swiffer. Yeah. yeah. 
and everything gets stuck in his coat. <laughs> Today at the campground, at one point, he was kind of uh, fussing, and he had this big branch of something yeah. stuck to him, God. to a back leg, and just as I told, told Kate that something stuck to him, he used the other back leg and kicked it off, and it, it fell off, but... <laughs> It was just yeah, how he does that. Yeah, they just go. They suck on him. <laughs> oh, there's Walter. The shorter on. his fur is, the easier it is for me to find it and get it out of there before it gets into the skin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except for his mustache, I still leave his dust. Because that one time when I saw him snip up a foxtail, oh. I saw it going up his nose. That stash gave me something to grab onto real quick and pull the foxtail yeah. back out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Besides, yeah. he's never not had one, so I don't know. Yeah. Right. It's a nice handle. Yes. When you need it. All right. Well, we need to take a break for our sponsors, so hold on. We've got a lot more to talk about when we get back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. <laughs> you know that feeling when you go to clean the litter box and it's a complete disaster? Yeah. We've got you covered. Introducing World's Best Cat Litter Zero Mess, the advanced litter that gives you two times better clumping and more odor control with less litter. Zero Mess combines the concentrated power of corn with super-absorbent plant fibers. Translation, scoop once and you're done. Find it at a pet store near you and save $2. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. The standard run-of-the-mill tests and treatments. Cortisol. Antihistamine. Multiple creams. Antibiotics. Spray. Multiple prescriptions. Steroid injections. Spray. Antibiotics. Steroid cream. No results. It was neglect. The other owners didn't care enough about him to take care of him and to give him the nutrition he needed. A nutritional supplement like Dynavite. To be the healthy, happy dog he is today. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. Put some nutrition in your dog. The vet that I trust recommended Dynavite. The dog I have today, because of Dynavite, has a sparkle in his eye, a lush coat, healthy skin. When you rescue a dog... You've got to feed them right for life. Dynavite will make your dog a happy dog. Dynavite is nutrition. Dynavite for life. 859 428 8591000 D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. This is your host, Liz Palaika, with my good friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. So growing things and, you know, dogs can get allergies. Just like Liz does. Yes, they can. Uh, uh, Thankfully, knock on wood, the two boys I have right now 
Hero's still young, so it's hard to tell, but his brother doesn't have any allergies, knock on wood. But boy, I had a German Shepherd, Michi. I swear something would just look at him cross-eyed and he'd have a hot spot. All right. He, he, the poor boy, and of course dog foods weren't as good then as they are now. And he, I apologize him to him up in heaven often, because one I didn't know as much, and the foods were horrible. Yeah. And he just reacted badly to all kinds of stuff. So food allergies can happen any time, and yeah. spring and summer when things are growing, they can have um, topical allergies mm-hmm. or inhaled allergies. A lot of dogs are allergic to grass. Yeah. Do you remember is, poor Mastiff yeah. that was allergic to grass? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, a friend of ours, Joan, her uh, golden retriever, Missy, was mm-hmm. she was allergic to more stuff than I am, yeah, poor thing, including human dander. Yeah. But, uh, there you go, be allergic to an owner. <laughs> that has really happened. You really are allergic to people. <laughs> there you go. Haven't been tested for that, but but uh, Missy was. So when Liz gets her allergies, I mean, it's red eyes, red nose, sneezing, sneezing. Uh, even sore throat sometimes. Sometimes when it's really bad. Puppy dogs tend to show their allergies by getting itchy skin, which usually translates into either scratching at themselves or licking on themselves. Mm-hmm. And often it's the feet, the base of the tail. Quill, when Quill's acting up, his whole belly turns oh, pink and red. Yeah. Oh, it's very visible. Yeah. And sometimes he's just been walking and I'll go, Kate, he's awful red. Yeah. And sometimes he'll get so bad he'll get like hives all over, just pop up. Like that. Yeah. And then, yeah, the secondary problems is then they chew, scratch. Well, you know, I've done it. I get a, a mosquito bite or. You scratch something. until it's you infected. Bleeds, yeah. 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 And yeah. the dogs will do that, and then you've got that secondary issue to deal with lick granulitis. So, oh, my goodness. Um, so, talk to your vet about if you're seeing that on a consistent basis. They can do a couple different types of allergy <laughs> tests, which the reliability is getting better getting better but yeah definitely talk to your vet about it because if you find out what he's allergic to then you can one try to avoid it if possible sometimes it's hard to avoid grass or your owner um but there's also allergy shots to desensitize or there's antihistamines those have gotten better over the years too thank goodness (laughs) and i have one dog who was mildly but would get you know, would would bother them herself. So just a lot of cold water baths, just rinsing her a lot to help uh, soothe her skin. That helped her a lot too. So there's things to be done. You might even mark it down on your calendar so you can see if it's a consistent problem or um, a seasonal things that are that wonderful, wonderful spring and everything is just so gorgeous right now. Yes. And itching, if they're itching, may check out for fleas. Oh my gosh. So we saw some wonderful deer and just young things blooming and beautiful flowers. And part of that is the insects as well. Mm-hmm. So we are expecting, since we've had rain for the f- consistent rain for the first time in eight years. And did not have a lot of frost here in Southern California. Frost has its benefits in that it kills off or inhibits a lot of the bugs right especially in southern california because they're not designed to survive it like they might be in another climate and even the the experts are saying that we're going to have 
Bad year for bugs. Bad year for bugs. Yeah. So, uh, you know, bees and wasps, they can hurt, sting, do a lot of the same things. Dogs can be allergic to them, just like people. Cap, always keep Benadryl handy. If not to give Liz, to give my dogs. (laughs) And uh, I have Benadryl in my house, in my car, in the dog training yard office. and (laughs) Ice on on the area, you know, to reduce the swelling and pain of that. And I forgot how bee sting... Feels. Did they hurt? Did it's you a, get stung? Remember at uh, in Sacramento? Oh, that's house. right. Uh, yeah, darn little bugger. He was on. It was the evening too. Yeah, but he was on the armrest of our camping chair, and I just uh, put my forearm on it, and I'm like, Fuck, well, that and the weird. forearm is tender anyway. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I haven't been stung since I was like six, and then it happened last year. Oh man. Oh, and we you might feel get a the... sting. You feel the burn. I'm like, oh, I don't. Not good. Yeah. I'm comfortable. It's supposed to hurt. <laughs> and the uh, well, yellow... he died. Yellow jackets. <laughs> hey, you've seen him. He paid the price. <laughs> I was done. <laughs> We've had yellow jacket problems. In yes, years we have, past. We have, yes. Yeah. yeah, knock on wood. Yeah. Hopefully not this year. Bees, yellow jacket, wasps, and then you and know then... our constant battles with fleas and ticks. Yes, but they might become larger populations during this warmer weather. Yes. So talk to your vet about products. Um, keep them safe. Find that balance between the chemicals and because ticks, well, fleas can carry tapeworms. And if you get enough of them, they could potentially cause anemia. When I was a vet tick, I saw animals with it. But ticks, they're just... Well, flea bite dermatitis. Well, yeah, we're back to scratching and itching and chewing on themselves. And and, and blood loss if it's a little, if it's a puppy, if it's a kitten. You're talking yeah. they can get anemic enough to die. Yes. and Because fleas would prefer to be on puppies and kittens over adult animals. Yeah. Some uh, of the ones that, that have, I've fostered, kittens that I've fostered have been, oh, just horrible. Yeah. Just horrible. They they run a little hotter, so they're more attractive to the fleas. So they're obnoxious, they're icky, but ticks, ticks are just little chemical warfare agents. I mean, they're... What was it, 20 years ago? We never saw a tick. No. Never saw a tick. Mm -hmm. Rarely. But they've moved into Southern California, and they like San Diego. Unfortunately, with ticks come their tick-borne diseases. And we've seen... And we see more and more of that. Just the the, uh, description from the CGC. Mm -hmm. Ticks attach to your dog by inserting their mouth parts into your dog's skin. (laughs) Many ticks also produce a sticky, glue-like substance that helps them to remain attached. Little little parasites suckers. It's like a science fiction (laughs) horror movie. Yes. After attaching to your dog, the ticks begin feeding on your dog's blood. (laughs) The places where ticks attach can become red and irritated. Yeah, there is a kind of tick, and in that kind of tick it's the females, they can cause a rare paralysis in dogs. So they produce a toxin while they're sucking blood. Mm-hmm. Old vampires. And uh, can cause paralysis. Mm-hmm. Now, my understanding is as soon as you remove the tick, the dog recovers. But you've got to find the tick. And you've got to find the, the tick before the dog dies. Yeah. <laughs> right. Paralysis yeah. is not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's really 
bad Darwinism for a parasite. <laughs> I'm not much. sure ticks care. <laughs> yeah. You just hop on the next the, one. There's the vast numbers. So they can carry, ticks can carry a lot of diseases. The most familiar ones are Lyme disease, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, tularemia, uh, ehrlichiosis. The symptoms and problems of these diseases and illnesses are all over the map. You can't say just Lyme disease will cause this problem and then treat it. It can, it can cause anything from arthritis-like feel, feeling to flu-like symptoms. I think dogs, uh, like humans, just react differently. Yeah. You know. It's, it, well, and, just be and that, the variant of the disease. Yeah. It's important that if, you're, if you have pulled ticks off your dog or pulled ticks off yourself and you and your dog have been in the same places and your dog might have been bit by one, make sure you tell your veterinarian that and, and give him permission to run a variety of tests. Don't assume that it's, you know, you hear hoofbeats, think horses. Sometimes hoofbeats are zebras. And with ticks especially, look for zebras because these diseases are terrible. We just found out the foster group that I work with for fostering kittens, we just found out that they have been finding some of the tick-borne illnesses in kittens. And this is really unusual, and especially the numbers that they've been finding in the kittens. And that's, you know, kittens are so tiny. I can't imagine how they survive any of these things, but they've pulled a lot of them through. But you have to find them first. Right. There's almost... There's no safe place, I don't think, anywhere no. anymore. We're such yeah. a global movement. Yeah. No. Um, I mean, you've got, you know, the ticks are being carried by rodents, squirrels, birds. rabbits, birds. So, oh, people I mean, that drive from that state to state people, camping. Yeah. yeah. Or on their dogs. Yeah. I mean, they're absolutely Remember everywhere. that Aussie puppy that we had come to puppy class yeah. a few years ago? Yeah. Oh, that poor baby. She had so many, many ticks in her ears. I think we stopped counting at 42. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. She was just so infested. It was so sad. Yeah. So, yeah, everything is getting passed around. We didn't used to, when I was living in the South, heartworms. Hmm. You know, they were just there. It was just accepted. Came to California, and it was like, oh, they're very rare. Well, now they're showing. It's showing up here. Right. Heartworms carried by mosquitoes. Guess what we see more of in the summer? Yep. Yeah. More mosquitoes. Right. So find out if there's. You have to decide for yourself about the odds. But I know in the South, it's just you just give your dog heartworm preventative. When my husband and I moved back to uh, Virginia, when we got transferred to Washington D.C. by the Marine Corps, we moved into a house. We had our two German Shepherds, and the first thing our neighbor said was, "You're from California? Well, the license plate's on our cars. Uh huh. Have you heard about heartworms? Heart what? Uh, I'd never heard. And of by them. the way, yeah. it's just what they sound like. They are parasitic worms that live, live in, in the, the heart, heart, in the chambers, and, and treatment they get... is is hard on it. Oh, arsenic. Yeah. Uh, so he told us the first day we moved in, he said, "Get your dogs on heartworm preventative." Mm-hmm. And we were like, "Okay, where's a good vet?" I mean, the first day. Yeah. I was like, I want to go back to California. They don't like but... it out here. <laughs> but he has their own. But. Yeah. Which you know is, what, and then don't hesitate, speaking about it, that don't hesitate asking your vet what's going on or what they're seeing. Sure. Oh, we ask, ask them often. All the time, yeah. You know, what are you seeing? Both to yeah. see if 
if Parvo's going around, we need to worry about the puppy classes yeah. or leptospirosis, oh, leptospirosis, yeah. Giardia, all that stuff. Yeah. So on a kind of related note, if you go on vacation to a new area and you find out what is endemic to that area or what precautions the people in that area should yes. take with their pets. Mm-hmm. Before we had heartworm regularly here, uh, when Paul and I moved back to Calif- Southern California, we took him off the heartworm preventative because our vet here said it's not here yet. Right. But then when we went traveling to another location just for a trip, for a camping trip and to visit relatives, our vet said, oh, put him back on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then now it's endemic here also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Um. When I did the first aid class, there's a woman who had just moved here from Boston. And I was talking to the class about rattlesnake avoidance training. That's clinics that are going to be coming in our area pretty soon. We're going to have one. And she was just, her eyes got all big. It was like, one more thing out here? <laughs> you know. Um, they have... They, they they have months of deep freeze. It kills off lots of the bad things. Yeah. You know, this is semi-tropical. Everything loves they it have, here. But back east, like in Maine, they have some, like, really nasty rattlesnakes over there. Oh, and, my gosh. And they have, really, here, they have wow. really nasty ticks back there. Yes. New England has some of the worst ticks. I think part of it Crazy. could have been city person moving to oh, the country yeah. as well. Yeah. There was a little yeah. bit of that, but yeah. also just different. Oh yeah, just yeah. different things. So. Yeah, you know, and, I, and I, you know, I was thinking about it. Why all of a sudden we just had this like craziness of rattlesnakes? Well, think how many, how much of our areas have been flooded. Oh so sure, move those those little buggers. They had to move into higher ground and kind of. Well, our friend lost uh, some chickens and a duck from her backyard poultry. Yeah, and she lived in an area that got flooded. Yeah, she's never had that predation before, Mm-mm. but I bet. You know, the predators, as well as everybody else, were dislocated yeah. by the flooding. Yeah. And now that He's critter's... moved in closer to us. Yeah, yeah. That critter's going, hey, where are all my rabbits that I used to hunt on? They got drowned or moved away. Yeah. And he goes, huh, backyard chickens. Might as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 So if there is, if you're in an area of rattlesnakes, we do recommend rattlesnake aversion training yes yeah. we know it works we've heard from lots of our our clients uh let's see it's the time of year when people that have well, we don't have a lot of lawns in our area no, for seven because years of, of drought. you know drought <laughs> yeah it's it's no longer the thing to do either but and in areas that still have nice lawns and this is the time when People start going out and putting their chemicals, their weed killer and all fertilizer of that. and snail bait. Mm-hmm. A lot of that can be a problem for your dog. There's a lot of just uh, natural remedies. I use I use the vinegar, salt, and lemon mixture, so it won't mm. harm the animals. So I'm like, I don't for do weeds. chemicals as a weed killer, but it does for the yeah as a weed killer. So I don't want weeds. I, that stuff gets poured for around. snails. Works great for snails. You go get the cheapest beer in the grocery store, and you put it out in a saucer in an area where the snails and slugs are hanging out, and you dump it out in the morning. Uh-huh. There you go. I think the one I dumped out this morning had a dozen <coughs> great big huge snails in it. And they go happy, right? I'm assuming so. <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> but I don't put out snail bait. Yeah. 
But if it's not you, it might be your neighbors mm-hmm. or um, uh, rodenticides, uh, poison their gophers, oh, yeah. rats, yeah. squirrels, and they could die in your yard. Yep. As well. So. And then if your dog gets a hold of it, you get a secondary poisoning. Oh, yeah. So be aware of the signs, what to look for. Why, why is he acting like that? Whether, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's time to rush them in mm-hmm. or not, it's good to know. Yeah, I mean, I've got darn old gophers everywhere, but I try to get them out, water or something, and then whack. Do you want to get a Jack Russell Terrier? Sure. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Pools. Pools are so much fun, but does your dog know how to get out on his own? That's my big thing with my pool is dogs don't seem to see very well through the water, and I always make sure that a guest dog has figured out how to get out of the pool. And I'm going to show them over and over and over again. And one of my tricks and is keep, to put something on the... Keep in mind their surround. eyeballs are like an inch above the yeah. top of the water. I mean, if you're in the water, do the height where your dog's eyes would be. You can't see. It's all just reflective. I try to put something quite obvious where the steps are, right at the edge of the pool surround, mm-hmm. as a target. Mm-hmm. Teach the puppy dog, if you go towards that, you will find where you can get out. Mm-hmm. Until they get comfortable. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is getting in and out of the pool, in and out of the pool. Um, are they going to have irritated skin from the chlorine? How much chlorine are they going to swallow jumping in and out of the pool? And then what's your surround for your pool? I do have this surround that's it's light colored, so it's not supposed to get as hot for your bare feet. But it's textured, so you don't slip Kinda on it. like little pebbly, almost, little round... Well, that's the bottom of the pool. Oh, okay. But the side of it is almost like stucco. Oh, okay. Okay. This round is stucco. The bottom is pebble. So that, too, jumping in and going up and down the steps with the pebbles, because they are rough little pebbles, so you don't slip on them. But if the the paws are water-soaked, they could get scraped, Mm -hmm. worn, A couple of puppy dogs, we've had to stop them because Mm -hmm. they were just tearing up their paws and you see the bloody paw prints. Yep. That was Running Cisco. Around the path. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my German Shepherd. Yep. Yep. And it's not like the dogs would stop. No. no. Cisco was having too much fun. Yeah. He, yeah, he right. thought that was the best fun ever. Run and dash and jump and play and yes. fall. Yep. And, and mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bashir thought he was going to drown, but Cisco was having a great time. My friend's Chessie, Chesapeake, he would just do it until he was so tired. He was actually scraping his knees. Oh. Falling into the pool because he no longer had any energy left to, to jump. Oh, but he wouldn't stop until we dragged him out. <laughs> Enough of that. So, okay. So, watch for the chemicals. You know what I was just thinking? Uh, chemicals and pools. I was thinking because here in San Diego, we've had, or at least southern San Diego, had issues with the water and the ocean, the beaches. Oh, polluted. Oh, yeah. right. So, I mean, yeah, it would have you know everybody who lives in a, a beach or ocean, it'll happen whichever the reason is. Well, ours was but coming ours was up from Mexico. Sewer, yeah, but yeah. still, I mean, just because you know don't enter for humans, don't let your dog go either. Yeah, yeah, just be careful. And it doesn't happen a whole lot, but it's dangerous out there. We were at Dog Beach, and a dog got caught in the rip current. Oh, oh yeah, and yeah. dogs have not heard that lecture about swimming parallel parallel to shore. Until you can come in. So he was just... And and probably getting exhausted. Owner had to go at an angle away from the dog so the dog would swim parallel. Yeah. 
And then he could oh, get that would be so hard to do. Yeah. Oh my gosh, there was a whole crowd of us. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, we'll form a human human chain. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. That would that would be so hard to swim away from your dog. It was a very strong yeah. current because it was the yeah. river at the Del Mar. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's not very common, but yeah. you got to watch for it. Yeah, exactly. If you're lucky enough to go to the beach. And then just we're coming up on one of the reasons we went up to the mountains is because we're getting oh. ready for the 4th of July. 4th of July oh, fireworks. Yeah. Kate and I leave town for 4th of July. We've done it for a few years now. I'm just as happy watching it on TV with the sound off. Yes. But I don't yeah. really enjoy, I don't enjoy the bangs myself. I don't like it. No. I don't like and, it. I mean, I stick it, around because the, you know, the my little farm and the horse yeah. and the yeah. neighbor's horses, but no. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like, like to see my dogs panic stricken. The thunder shirt helps. Bones with the thunder shirt does much better. The hero, this will be his first year, you know. I don't know how he's going to do. And I did get that new medication just for sound sensitivity. Oh, yeah. But I haven't had a chance to try it yet. Yeah. I haven't had anything really. But come summer, not only will we have 4th of July, but in our area we have Legoland and uh, SeaWorld. SeaWorld down there. Yeah. And they go off every week. Yeah. It's Del Mar Fair. They Del do Mar it. Del Mar Fair. So there will be a lot of fireworks through the summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at least we can get out of town for the 4th of July. Right. Does um, your area still do it July 3rd? Yes, Oceanside does July 3rd. And then you'll have it on July... And then the surrounding ones have the 4th. 4th. So it's two nights. Two nights for you. So I just as soon leave town. Yeah. And then summer storms. We've... uh, we, we might have some lot. good ones. Yeah, maybe this year. We might. The weather is so weird. We might yeah. this year. We haven't had a long in a long time. A lot of crash bang. Yeah. Throw in the lightning too. That just makes it more fun for the dogs. Mm-hmm. So obviously, if they're going to panic, who knows what they'll do? Right. Take off running. Keep them. Don't take your dogs to go see the fireworks. No, no, oh, God. please don't. Don't Very... think that'll get them desensitized. It it won't. No, I've known two dogs in my lifetime that enjoyed them, but. Don't take yeah. them to go find out. I no. mean, stay a while. Stay away so they can find out. So, I mean, summertime is a great time to spend time with family and your, right. your dog is part but of your family. But do it safe. Yeah. Enjoy it. Like I said, Keep we're not safe. trying to panic you. We're not trying to scare you. We want you and your dog to weather summer safely. Yeah. And like exactly. most things, knowledge and preparation right. will hold you in good stead through all of this. Mm-hmm. So just think about it, be ready, and then enjoy. Yep. Enjoy. Teach your puppy dog to leave it. Um, talk to your vet about medications. Do the aversion we'll training for snakes. Yep. yep. All right. On that note, we'll close it up and uh, hope you listen next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.